Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fourth episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. And this week, we have a very special guest by the name of Spades, a pro Valorant player for Built by Gamers and former Fortnite pro with close to $100,000 in earnings. Spades, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. That's awesome, man. No, it's, we're really happy to have you, Troy. How are you doing, man? It's good to be back with you once you know, again. I don't really understand, Taylor, why you always ask me second. Okay, look, we've had a guest on now two shows in a row, and and I don't even get, I'm like, I'm the co-host of the show, Spades, and he introduces you I, I, first. I feel a little shade being thrown right now. Oh, no, hold on. See, Spades, no, this is this becoming a reoccurring theme. Every single podcast I'm seeing, no matter who we bring on the show, he's always got to throw shade at me. Now, you know what, Troy? We discussed this, and last time you didn't care who I, who I you know, introduced first. I just figured we'd give it to Spades. I mean, you know, and I waited for you last time for you to introduce you our guest. You your bald head, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always got something oh. to say, bro. I guess that's what it is. It's it's the old age. It's the old age in me. I'm I'm getting old these days. What can I say? Nah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's been a good week. Today is a a sad day. R.I.P. Valorant Beta. Um. Mm-hmm. What a what a fun time it has been for us. But uh. But yeah. It's uh. It's been enjoyable. Um. And I can't wait for for the release and what we're about. Yeah. You know. I'm sure we're gonna dive into it here. How excited everybody is to do that. Uh, but I, I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, to finally get my hands on it next week and and see the full release, see a new map, right? See all the new things we're going to talk about here in a moment. But yeah, it, it has been a lot of fun. And hopefully, what has also been fun, Taylor, is the show for our listeners. And if you guys mm-hmm. have been listening to the show, do us a huge favor. If you if you're on iTunes, if you're if you're listening to this uh, on on Podbean or Spotify, wherever you are, do me a huge favor. Pause the show real quick. Go there and give me a, a quick review. And if you love the show, let us know. If you don't like the show, leave us a comment. Let us know what we can do better to make the show better. And it really does help us if you guys just simply give us a review because that allows uh, uh, people that are looking for the show or search Valorant, wherever it is, SEO, believe that or not, if you know what SEO is, it helps us get recognized uh, and also uh, be able to let other people find the show, Taylor, so they can enjoy some more Valorant, you know, like we have. You know, absolutely. And, you know, we, we love to obviously introduce guests such as Spade. So, you know, we had Esports Dog in the last one. But we also like to, you know, we have a section we call it Ask to Agents, and we want to bring that section back. And that's a section where if you do leave a comment, whether, you know, negative, positive, it doesn't matter, we would love to go ahead and showcase you and make you a part of the next episode. So get those comments in, get those review in, reviews in, as Troy said, because they do help us not only improve the show, but they also help uh, get more eyes on it and more listeners. You guys have a chance to to help us out, but uh, hopefully yeah, I, I you guys totally, will take part I totally that. forgot about that, Taylor. We'll also give you a shout out on the show if you give us a review. So good or bad, we're, we're here to, to listen and learn with you guys as well through this journey. Uh, and talk about a journey. Spades has been on one for... For a while now, with a different game other than Valorant, but Spades, like, tell everybody who is Spades, man. Like, where did it all start uh, for you, man? I guess if we want to go like way, way to the start, uh, it was back when I bought my first computer. I played Counter Strike for like a year, and I kind of, I was kind of, you know, the grinder. I put five thousand hours in one whole year. All right, which mm. I think equals out when me and my buddies did the math. It was like thirteen hours a day. Wow, <laughs> 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 and okay. that wasn't one of those things where I played thirteen hours and got off. It was like. 
I pulled an all nighter and then played for even longer and then would go to sleep and then pull an all nighter. Oh and man. Then go through the whole day again. And then I would just how, do that. How old were you when this was happening? Um, I was 16. So what were your parents saying to you? Oh, my parents were furious. But <laughs> of course. Uh, I think my freshman year of high school, I convinced them because I was really, I guess, trusting in like esports. I knew I had it in me. Um, and I was like, I really want to try to do this. So I convinced them to let me do online school. And my freshman year of high school, I finished all the way up to my senior year in one year. I wow. just grinded school nonstop. Wow. So basically I did that so I could just completely full-time invest in the esports. And that's, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was but and my it, parents were definitely not happy about staying up all night. They were like, it's very unhealthy. Definitely were a little mad, especially when I'd be screaming at 4 a.m. Well, uh, let me tell you, I'm I'm 35 <laughs> and my wife is telling me the same thing your parents were telling you. So I I mean, it doesn't change as you get older if you oh, stay yeah. a gamer. It it somehow you still have those late nights of but like you, you obviously growing up and going through that. Did you? When did you finally notice? Like, hey, I have some skill. When did your parents finally notice? Like, oh, okay, like he can take this for real. So I think it was back when I first started playing Counter Strike, like on ESCA and Face It. A lot of my friends, mm. like when I started with them, I wasn't really that good. And then like it took me like a week and a half to two weeks, and I just instantly became better than all of my buddies. And they were like, okay, what the heck? Like this guy's really good. And they kind of just like told me to keep grinding on like ESCA and like all that type of stuff. I don't know if you know like the whole ranking system on that, but I was a plus like in the brackets of going into rank G. All right. Yeah. And then I stopped playing Counter Strike just because Counter Strike is one of those games. It's just really hard to get in the scene. Sure. And I just had to be unique. Yeah. And it's been well established for a long time for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So I played that for a long time and then I switched games for some reason. For some reason, I picked up PUBG played PUBG for a while. Um, and that's kind of where I met the editor for cloud nine, which I kind of have to hand it to Cassidy. Um, he kind of showed me Fortnite after we played PUBG for a while. Fortnite just got released at the time. And he was like, dude, let's try this game. And I was like, dude, I don't want to play this game. It looks like a child's <laughs> game. Like I what thought is the same this? thing spades. I thought the same exact exactly. Thing, right? And for some reason we just kept playing and kept playing. The game just kept on getting better. And this was back when season one wasn't even a thing. It was just the game. Yeah. There was no seasons. And um, me and a couple of buddies, we thought we were pretty good. And we were doing like the kill race tourneys. Yeah. On, like, UMG yep. and CMG and all them. And um, we decided to form a team and we started playing pro scrims. And we got invited to like the practice discord at the time, mm -hmm. which everyone was freaking out about. And everybody. Yeah. Everybody everyone was like, oh, man, I want to be on this it. server. Yeah. And um, I got into that, and at that moment, I was like, okay, I made it. Yeah. I'm officially a pro, and then I received my first contract, not even, I think it was by season four, and then my parents saw the check, and they were like, okay, now we can let him do this. Like, he's officially contracted. It's like he's legally obligated to do these things, and they were kind of like, okay, let's let him go from there, and then... um. I moved to New York for around three months, did some stuff there that was around around World Cup. Yep. Yep. And that's when I qualified. And then I went back to Texas because whoa, 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 whoa. Of, let's know, not let's not skip over that. You qualified for the Fortnite World Cup, bro. Yes, I, I qualified for the quote like, unquote the biggest esports event. I in have the world. to stop there and yep. ask you, like, 
that first off, how many weeks did you actually did you compete all every what was it six weeks five yeah, weeks? Yeah, I can, yeah, it was uh, it was ten weeks. I competed okay. every single week. I nearly qualified for solos first week by one point, missed the qualification. But then uh, second week, me and my duo placed first for the qualifying weeks. Yeah, you and Crims. Yes. Wow. And what was that like? Like actually getting that beast off your back of obviously you're grinding. Oh, you- dude, it was great. It was like we were talking to everyone about it. We we're like, you know what? It's such a great feeling about qualifying the first week. Is it doesn't matter now. We can just chill. We can go yep. like we can just go do whatever the <laughs> hell we want now. Yeah. And mm. so it was like a huge just like weight lifted off of our soldier soldiers shoulders. So we didn't have to worry about that anymore. And um doing like that whole time like we had a whole friend group we were all freaking out in the call we were screaming yelling um <laughs> i was in the team house in new york um with overtime and we were all freaking out all my buddies there and it was just kind of one of those things it was like wow i just made fifty thousand dollars playing a video game and that's just off of qualifying yeah 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 and yeah. It, it was definitely one of those moments it was very surreal and that was also another time in my career i was like wow i really do have it in me to compete at the top level did did you did it make you want to go for solos as well? Like, did, were you trying on the solo weeks? I was trying for the solo weeks, but after I qualified for duos, I went back to Texas, and this was like in a period mm. of time where Fortnite was so ping based, and I mean it is still now. Sure, right. But that's when everyone was figuring out. That's when like dubs and clicks were dominating in solos. Yeah, because they figured out that low ping was just instant take the wall and put a cone or a ramp in their box, and it was done. Yep, yep. So um, after that, when I moved back to Texas, I had a pretty hard time getting back into rhythm being on low ping going to high ping again it was you're like me and hogman here in in dallas when hogman was here in dallas at the same time exactly yeah um pre-world cup though on high ping me and crims didn't place out of the top 10 out of like any event which was surprising because everyone was like wow he's a high ping player placing yeah that's incredible so and and the only reason why i'm saying this because elliot made me say this (laughs) <laughs> but how much of an impact did Elliot Bishop have for you starting Fortnite? I, I will. He's say, telling me he made you. That's what. That's uh, what he's telling me. Say <laughs> him and Cassidy. I will have to hand it to them. They showed me the game. Like I would not be where I'm at with that game if it weren't for Cassidy and yeah. Elliot. Like at all. So so you that's make fair. you make the World Cup and we've already talked about it now. And now you're playing Valorant. Like what it was the transition? Like what? Coming over, you, 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 where'd you place? Like 17th at World Cup? Where, where'd you guys place? Uh, yeah, at? 17th at Worlds. Um, and even after Worlds, I was very consistent in trios. Yeah. Um, made a lot of money with clicks doing that, which was a blast. Um, and then going into squads, that's when, like, I guess I would probably say is like when the game really just did not feel fun for me. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was just playing the game because I was contracted and like it was easy money. It wasn't one of those things that like now I've learned like that's why I quit Fortnite so fast for Valorant. Yep. I think I played Valorant like three times for like a three days and I was just like, yeah, I, I don't want to play Fortnite anymore. Yeah. I, I know and, that same feeling. I'm I'm going through those same inner inner struggles as well. Exactly, man. It's, sometimes you just gotta do what your gut feels. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I played Fortnite li- not as much as you, but I played seriously nonstop. Like, I just love the game. Like, you know, I put like, I'm not going to lie, like $2,000 into the game and, and skins. Oh, at least, oh, bro. And, and I'm not even joking. I'm not even yeah. joking, man. I'm, I'm very serious. 
And it's like, uh, you know, I, well, at least it's not as bad as Avery, who I believe owns every single skin in the in the game, oh, which no. is just beyond me. But regardless, though, yeah, the, the game, um, especially after Chapter 2, right, it just kind of really grew stale. We saw, you know, updates were happening every, like, you know, 120 days and even now 128 days. But Valorant is nice and fresh. So you transfer over now to Valorant, as Troy said. And uh, that's a big move. You know, we're looking at, you know, plenty of superstars switching over. Most notably, like, you know, you, you see Sinatra, you know, Overwatch. Oh, yeah. he, he changes over, but he hasn't found success. So it can be scary to switch over to a different game. But with you and Valorant, you switch over, o- almost $100,000 earned in Fortnite. H- how scary is that for you to enter into a brand new scene with all the success you had in Fortnite? You di- you're not taking a safe route. You're going to a totally unknown. Yeah, um... What was surprising about like the whole switch is like I was playing with like Fortnite people for the first start of my team. And it was kind of one of those things that like after a while I realized like I really should not play with Fortnite kids anymore. Um, They have like no clue of the whole 5v5 like team tactics gameplay. So then I met up with a couple of Counter-Strike players that have kind of really shown me like how to get back into the rhythm of Counter-Strike considering I played it for so long. And they're like, you have what it takes to be good at a game like this. And I would probably say after playing with them, when we've been playing for like two weeks now, I've improved an insane amount. They were like, you are probably the best Fortnite player to switch to this game. That's what Taylor said to me. So I, I completely get it when I came over. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? He's not, Tro- Troy is, is good when he gets heated up. So the people you're talking about is Key Trainer and, and Epithy U. Is that correct? Yes. Those, those are the, okay. So they, they come from the CSGO scene. Cause I, I looked them up, you know, they don't have many followers. They're not as known as, as you know, you are obviously. Yeah. So where did you find, you know, these three guys now, Brandon, um, I want, I want the viewers to know that you're still looking for a fifth, but where did you find these relatively unknown players at? So basically, um, I was playing with my team and like, I think what happened was they were watching, there was a DTS tournament and they watched me and I was doing insanely well. I was dropping 30 bombs against Counter-Strike players. And they were like, wow, this kid is actually really good. And then one of um, their friends invited me to their Discord and they were all talking. They're like, we think you're really, really good. We should start a team together. So they just randomly contacted me. And I was kind of like one of those things is like, wow, these guys really want to play with me. And that was kind of one of those things. It was like, I come from a completely different game where these guys, like, they come to this game and like, this is already their mojo. They already understand this type of stuff. So they don't expect a Fortnite player to be good at this type of game. And they kind of took a risk with me. And they were like, it's working really well. They enjoy like playing with me. They understand like I don't come from this background as much as them. But they're like, you literally understand everything a Counter-Strike player does. And you're not falling back. That's that must felt really good for you. Like to uh Oh dude, least- it, it was amazing to like I feel like these guys like don't look down on me and they're like wow this fortnite kid like you know how bad it is i mean like you probably have heard it before like sometime in your guys's career with anything you guys are doing and like i think the hardest part about like switching to the game is like everyone coming into my chat when i stream is like why why'd you quit fortnite why why like wh- where's fortnite yeah. you know like and then like there's the whole thing like you won't make it in this game da-da-da. and there's a bunch of people that told me that and like and i was like i'm one of those people that i'm very stubborn like, if you tell me I can't do something, that makes me want to do it even more. Yeah. And I used, I used that as a drive. And then um, I would say at the moment, me and my team, we are very, very well off as of right now. 
Yeah, I'm sure you guys are definitely excited for the full release so that you can Oh, we're, dive we're in so ready. We're really we, getting we some already of these big like tournaments kicking off, you we're know. We're already getting scrims set up for like the moment that the game gets re-released. Yep. We're we're like trying to jump right back into it. Well, I was I was going to bring up, you know, obviously Troy, you mentioned, you know, the game is fully released and tournaments are coming up and one of those tournaments being, you know, there's a $200,000 prize pool that's up for grabs uh, you know, for the Valorant Global tournament and that's going to be for each region, right? So you're yeah. going to have, you know, and and I don't know yet at least how participation is going to work for there. But, I mean, do you guys have a chance to compete? And if you guys do, obviously, are you guys going to compete in that tournament? Um, I think that's an invite-only uh, Twitch Rivals thing. I think that's what mm, okay. they're going under. It's like their summer fest thing. So I think gotcha. it's going to so, most likely be like the top dogs. Like, you're going to see Sentinels. You're going to see TSM. You're going to see a lot of the big name guys in there. Because what they're probably going to do is try to get a lot of big faces to show off their esports. So it kind of gets, I guess, a marketing position. Because right now, like, the game doesn't really have a stance for esports, other than it being Riot and they have League of Legends. Yeah. Sure. No, absolutely. Like, how do you feel about coming over to essentially a new esport arena, right? Like, for you, is it, is it a little scary? Like, I don't know really where I'm going to place? Because you kind of knew where you were, right, in the Fortnite world. I mean, you oh, made yeah. it to the you... World Cup. You knew, like, hey, I... I already know I can make it here. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things that scares me in the sense like I have to put in a lot more work than other people just because I come from a different game. But it's definitely not something that like I'm going to go like, oh, I definitely can't do this now. It gives me more of a drive. And, and what I like, too, about, you know, some of these younger players switching, because you're only 21. Is that correct? Like, I know no, you're No, I'm 18. I'm 18. Oh, you're 18. Oh, my. Yeah, okay, I'm so young, Elliot, young. look, I, I blame Elliot for that, because I asked. He said, <laughs> you think you're 20. So you're only 18. That's actually crazy, because you were talking about playing CSGO when you were, what, 16? Yeah. And you had 5,000. So Yeah, I played Fortnite for just two years, and that's it. Wow. So you go, so 18 years old, close to a hundred thousand dollars earned granted, whatever, you know, anybody else takes from that, but yeah, that that's, that's truly okay. So 18, you have a game that, you know, I don't know if you saw shroud shroud ended up, you know, saying in on one of his live streams that he felt feels this game could literally be around for a decade. Uh, and, oh, and Riot has the legs to do it. Exactly. So at 18 years old, you can easily still be competing up until you're 28. So oh, yeah, I'm that's not even impressive. in my prime yet. According to like, if you look at it, like in esports, people usually hit their prime around their mid twenties, early twenties. Yeah. So, sure. like at this position, I'm taking my time to grow and learn as much as possible, and like grow my brand. So when I do hit my prime, it's one of those things that like I'll just explode, and it'll be one of those things that it just starts going to a domino effect on like everything growing. So eighteen. So that means you you should be done with high school, right? You should be completely yeah. done. Okay, so obviously at this point, then college isn't something you're you're thinking about. You're just oh, going to go full no, speed. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's what I just oh, wanted to ask. Kid. Right? I I just wanted to, and and that's fair, right? Because oh, and, yeah, and I yeah. think it's justified in your position with as much success and as history as you do have in gaming. So you're going to go full speed ahead with with Valorant. So let let's talk about this. So the game has only been out for what about a month or a little over a month, and obviously. There were some uh, some tweets that Valorant ended up releasing. You know, some stats like they you know fixed like twelve hundred bugs. They did six patches, yeah. which six patches is insane. What were your overall thoughts on the beta as a whole? And with the game being released, right, only about a month of it, you know, being played on June second. Do you think it's fully ready to be released? Um. So for the time playing that I did, um, there was definitely a lot of issues with like cheaters and stuff like that, which they will definitely fix their Vanguard anti-cheat to be able to track that stuff easier. Um, 
there was a lot of bugs, you know, like glitch cams and people able to just, you know, play the system as well as like FPS problems on certain maps like Split. Um, but I trust that they'll be able to fix that type of stuff. Um, I think the only issue going into the game being fully released, I would say it's not ready just for the balancing of characters. Mm. I think game being released, certain characters are too either broken or just not ready for like a comp scene. You have certain characters like Raze, where you know you can just throw a grenade and boom, they're dead in two seconds. And her second grenade that she gets if she gets a double kill is yep. ridiculous. She throws one grenade, gets two kills, her grenade's back, boom. Yeah. Throws another grenade. It's one of those things that I think there needs to be balancing on certain characters, but I also trust that if Riot gets enough heat, they will change it because they're going to be... I feel like Riot is going to be like what Rainbow Six Siege did back when their game was completely dead. And then they started listening to the pro scene like Pangu and like a lot of G2 and like Evil Geniuses back when their whole roster was a thing. Yep. They started listening to those pro players and then boom, Siege started popping off. Siege grew so huge because they started listening to their pro scene. And I feel like Riot will take that direction in comp basing off of what pro players say because they play the game. They play the game the most. Taylor, he sounds a little Mm. bit like like some things maybe this other guy over here on the show has said before a few times. (laughs) You guys don't say he's pointing at himself. Okay, yeah, you're right. The fact that there's faith here, right, in Spade, like he has a lot of faith in what Riot is bringing to the table, right? Like that's the thing. He didn't jump ship to go play some new game that just came out by a developer that had like one single success this 10 years ago, right? He's, He's making that jump because of like, what Riot means is what they own in the esports arena and their knowledge of how to run an esport. And, and I think that's 100% fair because like we've said many times, you know, LCS is the longest running esports league in history. And Riot oh, yeah. has, you know, the, the groundwork to make something beautiful of Valorant. So it gives the confidence for people like Sinatra, for people like Spades, right, to move over. And we're going to continue to see, I'm, I'm sure, more high-profile people move over towards this title. Now, I do want to go back to what you, you mentioned, Spades, because I, I find it very interesting that you still feel... A lot of the agents right now, or some of the agents, aren't as balanced as they should be. And one of the biggest updates that happened before the beta went offline was a huge update to at least five different agents. And that includes one of the agents that you actually main, and that is Sage. We we witnessed uh, the ice wall be increased from, what, 200 to 300 or something like that. that uh, it uh, was 300 to 400. It th- was three, So even worse. Yeah, yeah it's even so, worse. So you that that obviously pistol rounds it stops you from from buying a ghost potentially if you if you buy a ghost or if you just use you know your your standard classic but uh you, you don't feel that 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 was enough what what agents do you feel are still overpowered in your opinion or maybe um, just don't work right now Um I would say the two characters in my opinion that are just kind of just not really balanced is Viper for the main reason of the FPS issues that she causes as a player with her utility um, if you ever play comp and you see another, like if you see a Viper on the other team, like I had a Viper on my team the other day and he was like, the reason I play this character in comp is because I know when they push my bomb site, they're going to have 30 frames. And I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then as top of raised, um, I think she's a very good character for her utility. It just needs to be fixed for the FPS issues that she causes as well as um, Sage abilities. Sage abilities causes FPS problems as well. Um, if there's like a wall and a slow going down at the same time, your FPS is don't even expect to get over 50. Um, and then raise, um, 
her just utility is one of those things that was kind of like, you know, there definitely doesn't need to be a character that can just, you know, eliminate you in two seconds with a grenade. But um, I feel like in comp, there's always going to be these things that like a company has to have things that cause things to be chaotic. But the game becomes too bland. You have to have things that like make the game controversial. Yeah. Like there's reasons why like certain League of Legends characters gets banned instantly. There's like, a there's I feel like Riot Epic, will do this. Epic left in, you know, helicopters or it left exactly. in planes forever, right? For a whole season. There's a reason why controller thing was like such a huge thing and everyone was switching to yes. controller. Yep. Yeah, that's a big reason why I quit. Yeah, you gotta have I the I don't know if we wanted to touch that one, but it, it's <laughs> a very real issue right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it, no no, I, I definitely agree with you. You do have to have the controversy. I mean is there, uh, as much as I was hoping he would say breach just for the fact to make you mad, Taylor, because uh, Taylor mains <laughs> breach. Uh, but I mean, is there anything else? Uh, like what other things to your, like come to mind for you that like they need to make sure they adjust? Is there any changes to um, maps? The that way that the ranking system works. Mm, I feel yeah. like it is way too easy to get into a certain rank. Because during my whole time, I reached Valorant like five times, but I would lose it like playing duo queue against people on my team that got carried to immortal like high immortals and they didn't even know like how to play against a character mm, and they would sure. ask me how to use their certain abilities and i would like i was like how did you get into this rank and they'll be like oh my mm. buddy got me here i'm like okay well like that should not be a thing yeah there should be a way of like tracking personal like i would say like stats in a mm. match instead of it just being like oh if you win you rank up I feel like there should be right. a lot of it goes into personal stats because in this game, it is very easy to be carried. Yeah, and, and for the and and for the listeners, uh, you know, Riot came came forward and said, you know, when it comes to your stats, don't expect to rank up based on your personal stats. Expect to rank up if you get wins because they weigh so mm. heavy. And that and that's what Spades is kind of saying. It's it's way too easy for people to reach Immortals or or to reach Valorant simply for the reason that they played on a team and got absolutely carried to that rank. It doesn't mean they belong at that rank. They got carried to that rank. And when they go to solo queue. People like Spage, right, who did deserve Valorant, they end up getting punished because of that player's inability to be able to play uh, a character. But regardless, though, um, it's 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 pretty rough to say the least. And, and that does open up the door because there's been a lot of talk about should there be solo solo queue as opposed to, uh, you know, people coming in maybe as a five stack. What's your opinions on that? Do you think solo solo queue should be a thing like it is in Overwatch and other titles? Um, I feel like, especially in this game, um, solo queue is very punishing just for the pure fact of like the whole League of Legends thing. If you can into a League of Legends match and someone gets mad, that person's going to start inting and mm -hmm. just start throwing your game because they don't care. I feel like this game is supposed to just be a five versus five. And I know there was like a whole bunch of controversy of streamers going like, wow, you're such a nerd if you five stack. It's like, dude, this game is literally a five V five. It is built to be a five versus five game. So I think primarily this game should be just a five versus five, a five stack versus a five stack. But if you do do solo, uh, solos, it should be, if you're a solo, you queue with only solos. Yep. There should be no possibility of people having coordination because that instantly puts you as a disadvantage. Like I know when I was queuing as a double queue, I would get queued against five stacks and I'd be like, we lose now. There's no possible way we win this unless this other people on our team are just the most insane players because we have zero coordination with these people. Yeah, but that five stack knows what they're doing. They're in a discord call. 
they're calming exactly everything at the like the moment they don't have to press a button to talk and it becomes very unfair competitively yeah i mean the other thing that should be required is a freaking mic like oh, geez, how do you oh, there's so game? many times where you'll be in like a situation and you're like did he even say anything this whole game and like i'll type in chat i'm like bro it's 2020 like there's no way you don't got like earbuds going into your computer yeah. you can literally talk on an apple earbud yes it's not difficult yes please for the love of god please people use a microphone if you play this game oh and, and Troy, look if you guys need a microphone too, leave it in the comments troy will send you he'll send you a mic yeah right? he'll, he'll buy you mine. one i'm too loud ah no pun intended <laughs> okay all right, all right. Well, let's that move on from that one that troy was, that, wow. hey but you all know right. what Some, sometimes you know <laughs> you shoot for the moon but at least you land amongst <laughs> the stars that, that was okay troy. uh but with that being said though let's let's talk about now uh obviously you know you play for for built by gamers and uh what was that was that during fortnite or was that during valorant were they are they a new pickup um, so so they had a they have their whole Fortnite team. Um, I was actually talking to them after I had gotten released from Misfits. I was talking to them in when I was gonna possibly try to get signed to them for Fortnite. And we were in the talkings, and it was right around when Valorant got released. I kind of just didn't respond to them because I was okay. just trying to go to another game, and I didn't want to just be like, "Sorry guys, like I'm just leaving." Sure. Um, and then um, my brand started growing on stream. And then they were kind of, they started like watching me do that. And then they kind of realized I was a really good player. And then I talked to them and I was like, I should either one, be a pro player for you, or I could also scout for you guys. Considering I already know a lot of people in the pro scene, they're like, why don't you do both? Mm. And I was like, okay, I like this. And then um, that was kind of their whole ordeal on that. And I'm kind of just, covering a lot of their Valorant side. Okay. Okay. That I, I will say this and just on a personal level, um, mm -hmm. between me and you, with you already being a scout at 18, by the way, that's going to weigh really heavily on a, on a resume. So definitely use that to your advantage, especially maybe in the future, if you do transition from being, you know, a, a pro, uh, maybe you don't want to be a content creator. Maybe you want to move into more of like the admin side of things, you know, uh, you, oh, I know 100%. you're not thinking about that now, but, oh, but no, that, I've already that, looked into that the future onto that. Yeah, that that so you got a level. I like you. I really do. Space from just talking to you, I like you, man. You got a very <laughs> level head. You, you respect me. You're a good kid. Uh, no, that's awesome though. They that they gave you that opportunity, and that's going to carry oh, yeah. you really, really far. And and, and the other the other that. three, the other three with you, um, are, are they also on on uh, Build by Gamers? Are they a part of that that team? They now are from? not signed. They're just on my roster. Um, okay, it's kind of one of those things that we're trying to test water, see how we do as a team. The moment sure. we start picking up, placing in events and like starting placing tournaments, that's the moment when um, orgs will probably be looking at them. And then um, there's the possibility of signing to Build by Gamers. Gotcha. Well, okay. Build no, by Gamers cool. is looking in to get into other esports than just Fortnite. Well, you uh, you mentioned that you're still looking for a fifth. Um, yes. And I'm sorry, I can't can't dedicate the time. I'm sorry. I know you want to ask me. I'm just too busy right now, but. <laughs> I, I will ask you how how are you guys going about that? How will you find that? Like, is for the people out there that are you know, obviously getting involved, or maybe younger people that are looking at getting the scene in the next year or two, or just inspired? Like, what is what is that road like? What are you guys doing? Um, I mean, like, I put out a tweet. We also put it into a, like a lot of like the top discords that people are scrimming in. Um, that we're looking for a fifth. We're looking for a Sova Breach slash Cipher Flex. Um, any of those three characters. You just go for it, and we'll try you out. 
we have, I think, around seven people that we're going to be trying out, trying to see, like, how they mesh with us. And then um, we're doing, like, uh, best way to explain it is, like, there's going to be four maps out, so we're going to be doing two of those a day. So we're going to be playing eight maps a day um, with that person for basically seven days. And mm -hmm. we're going to try out a new person on each day. And the person that we feel like actually fits our team the best, we're going to go further from there, keep on trying them out singularly, and then see how we go from there. Cool. I mean, it sounds like that you got a whole process laid oh, out. Yeah. Uh, dude we're we were one of those people that like we sat each other down and we're like dude we want to grind we want to play like 10 hours a day even if we're not scrimming we want to be practicing our aim we want to be doing labs which is basically going into a custom map and yeah. learning new arrows learning new slows across map learning all that type of new stuff so we're basically ahead of the other opponents and and you know there's two spectrums with with not only yourself but also your teammates because as you discussed you don't want to be just known as that Fortnite player, that Fortnite exactly. guy, right? So for you, even though you have popularity, you know, you have 30,000 followers on Twitter, you're known, right? You, you've had great success. You have to, in a way, also, you know, reprove yourself, if you will, in a totally different scene. And then on the other retrospect, for at least the three guys that you're currently playing with, because we don't know what the future holds. Um, but, you know, with them being relatively unknown, now they have to then grind out to also prove themselves so they can reach, you know, the level that you used to be at and, and that you, you know, continue to be at. So you have two different spectrums there, but the fact is they both can mesh together to, you know, one goal. And that goal is to grind the game as hard as you can so you can reach and, and be the best in, in the world, you know. Exactly. So I, I, I absolutely respect that, that regard. Now, Obviously, your team, you're looking for your fifth, but you've been, I'm assuming, watching, you know, the T1 tournaments. You've been watching other tournaments as well that have been taking place, NRG tournaments. What teams scare you the most, if any at all? And what teams do you think right now are looking like the most talented in the scene? Um, there's a team in Europe called Fish123, and they've been just absolutely demolishing the European scene. I think they've won like six straight tournaments, like of like the high up tournaments in Europe. And I was like, damn. These guys are good. So me and my team, we started VOD reviewing them. And we started like learning how they play. And we're like, wow, these guys are freaking smart. They do stuff that I've never seen any team in North America do. And that's also kind of what's going to be cool about this game is you're going to see two separate type of play styles. You're going to see how NA plays and you're going to see how Europe plays. And like in NA, um, I guess you can say the TSN team is kind of like the most scary. They've got a lot of good names. Um, they're also very um, just good in general, if you've seen them play. Um, especially the T1 team, I think, is going to be very scary. And the, the Gen G, that whole... Those three teams are going to definitely be the scariest in North America. Yeah, the, the Gen G boys, you know, I, I really like them for the sole reason that, you know, I, I looked them up after they won the T1 tournament because they really... I think they surprised everybody, you know, with, oh, yeah. with who they are because they were relatively unknown, right? You looked at their Twitters and they were all sitting around about under a thousand. And now all of a sudden they win the T1 and they're on everybody's radar. And that's that's the beautiful thing. And it's the same thing. You go back to Fortnite in the very beginning. You never knew who was going to be good. Everybody looked at, you know, the big names, the big name streamers, you know, they looked at the ninjas, you know, they looked at the Tifus, they looked at all them. But it, it was those underdogs that came through. Like it was the spades, if you will, right? Because spades, like you came into the scene. Obviously, you had grinded CSGO, but for the most part, you're relatively unknown. You made a exactly. name for yourself in a game that was, you know, building its scene up. And then all of a sudden you qualify for the Fortnite World Cup and you get, you know, 17th place with, with Crim. So the point is, 
there it's the same thing with Valorant. There's no scene at this point. It's still developing. The culture's developing. Everything is developing from scratch. The game is literally being released on June 2nd. And uh, there's a real potential that, once again, you could blow up. And, and you know, I, I guarantee you there's people out there right now that might even be on your team that we have no idea who they even are. But then two years from now, they're going to be a household name. So that's the beautiful exactly. thing about Valorant being so new. I mean, earlier, Spades, you mentioned that, you know, it was hard in the, in the uh, CSGO scene to get recognized, right? It was one of the things that, like, put oh, you yeah. off. And now you're kind of in the opposite of that now, walking into this. Um, are you also kind of excited about, like, the personal growth, the brand growth that you're going to yes, maybe that's have? that's honestly one of the huge things that I'm excited for is... Um, coming from Fortnite, I definitely hated the whole streaming aspect of it because of it being, like, little kids. Because, like, I couldn't really be, like a toxic player i had to like kind of be kid like kid friendly and all that type yep. of stuff and that's kind of how you had to grow your brand unless you're kind of like already big like tifu right. and cloak scene they could kind of be toxic already but they came sure. from different games so when i jumped into this i had to like completely change like my stream personality but now that i'm going into like an actual shooter where like things are going to be super competitive i feel like i can actually go back to like being like that person that's calling everyone dog shit and just like get out of my like out yeah. of my game that type yeah. of stuff and i feel like i can bring that back and just like i guess the personal growth of the possibility of jumping into a whole new esport and then if my team does start doing really well you'll instantly start growing because people are like wow look at this guy the game just came out and these guys are already really really good let's start watching them what 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 is that one thing that you guys are going to do as soon as the game is released oh we're just instantly going back to grinding harder like before we were doing like one best of three because there's only three maps and we were doing like that, that once a night. But now we're going to two sets of four maps a night and we're going to be doing labs twice a day. Like we're trying to get to the point where like this is going to be a full time thing. Where we're just nonstop playing. And do you, you know, I, I'm curious to see who's going to be the first one to make that pro chord that they had, you know, in the beginning of Fortnite. Yeah. And I'm curious who's going to be in the pro core. Who's going to make that pro chord? That's a good idea, actually, if you're a listener, whoever wants to make it at this point. Actually, I, I do believe Monster. Uh, I think there's one already made. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Is there? Yeah, uh, there's, um, there's like a couple of ones. Uh, like, there's one that's like really private. I can't mention who's owning it. Um, there's like one that Brax owns and they can okay. um, he owns like a couple and then there's like a bunch of like smaller end ones that like kind of just have like some low tier teams in them. And we still scrim against those teams because we learned that even though they're new teams and they're like, they're not as good. Any practice is good practice. So we can learn how to play against every single level of player. Mm. Um, there was a certain point where we went 15 and 0. we literally did not lose a single scrim, 15 scrims in a row. And we were like, wow, like this is really, really good. Um, and then we had a couple of teams start scrimming us um, that were like, you guys are definitely not going to beat us and, da, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And then we'd beat them and they're like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, these guys like are no names. Like, how did they beat us? And they're right. Counter-Strike players that have been playing a 5v5 for so long and they're just jumping into this and they're like, how the heck are these people beating us? That's fair. How and, and I, I like that too. The, the fact that the unknowns are like sticking it to the bigger names, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. you know, hey. We're we're here to play. We could beat you just as much as any other team. So I no, I I really like that. Um, fifteen and zero. Uh, that's incredibly impressive. No matter who you're playing against, man, that's that's actually pretty awesome. I do have a question yeah. for you though. Like out of you know a lot of people that were pros in CS:GO moving over to this game, a lot of people thinking they're gonna have this big advantage. 
Like, obviously, there's a lot of similarities in the game. The game's very common or, or very similar. But do you think people like yourself, pros from other games, are at a disadvantage because you don't have that CSGO, like, history, that huge background? Or do you think, like, this game is different enough from CSGO that players that are bringing skills, maybe other backgrounds from other games, really have a good chance here? I think as long as you come from some kind of shooter, you'll be fine. Because of the certain aspect as well, if you come from Overwatch, this game is perfect for Overwatch players. It's a shooter and you have abilities. Yeah. It's literally mm -hmm. Overwatch, but in like, but a first-person yes. shooter. Exactly, yeah. but better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Overwatch League was a whole atrocious mess now, but... <laughs> <laughs> we need to get them off for more content yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, man. it's, this it's is good, good stuff man space has been a lot of fun man it's been fun yeah, he, he, he lets you know how it is i like that i like that well you know obviously as as we do wrap this up we've learned quite a bit from you and um really good insight overall uh you know i guess the the, the big thing that i want to know from you and we kind of been discussing this in, in previous episodes you know when june 2nd comes around and the game is fully released obviously you're going to go to grinding but from maybe a casual perspective you know as as a fan of the game what is what is maybe one thing that you want added in that would make the game more interesting mm -hmm. like more skins do you maybe want uh we've been talking about potentially you know a battle pass if you will maybe like a season pass, i think something they said like something about a battle pass being added that is going to okay. like include skins. I think there was like a whole leak about that. Oh, I don't wow. know how true it was, but I think there was a leak. And usually when Riot people start talking about stuff like that, it's typically true. Mm. It's like there was a whole thing about them talking about um, Omen being buffed and Jet being buffed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the yeah. Omen. I, I did see the Omen because Omen uh, apparently needs a rework. So they're going to be looking into that. And not, and not only to mention, too, the new agent that's being exactly. uh, released as well, which could change. Who knows? You may not be a Sage main anymore. You know what I'm saying? We, we were discussing yep. it, and, and there was uh, Troy ended up doing research, and there was like a broken voice line um, for Sage that, yep. that said, you know, now, now, I, now I know what it feels like or something like that. Yep. So yep. maybe there's a new healer that would be yep. coming there, into the There mix. was leaked to be another hybrid healer. That mm, is that's gonna awesome. be like and we best, saw her like, foot or his foot, right? We saw yeah. the foot. When can we get some more foot? Like we maybe some leg this week, and then next week we get the hand. I don't know. We'll we'll find out the whole thing. The whole, the thing. whole thing. That's true. Next week, maybe uh, maybe over the days that it's gonna be off, they're gonna drop hints of the rest of the character. Like hold up now. Now, I, now you're getting crazy. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe. But hey, but for you know another casual part, um, I'd definitely say skins um okay. coming from counter-strike i absolutely loved like the whole skins thing i know i bought hella skins when i even like was playing <laughs> fortnite i bought like so many skins because at the time i had money to do it and i was like i want a butterfly fade i want gloves <laughs> i want the whole nine yards and i really hope this game gets to the point where i don't want them to do cases i think that's a terrible idea um it's just gambling um but if they do it to where it's just like coming in the shop and you can know if you want to spend some money get a cool skin dope and i hope they come out with like skins that are like i guess rare to come to the shop or like the kind of like the whole fortnite thing with like you'd have the legendary skins and then you'd have like lower tier skins and like people would want that i i honestly feel like people would want more skins to come out yeah i um uh you know i, I think we've all admitted to our addiction of skins on the game oh yeah the only problem is i don't know if i can afford all those skins in this game because if oh, the gun yeah, prices are this high can you imagine what a freaking player skin is gonna be oh, oh no man i look i i hope that I, maybe maybe it is gonna be something really cool maybe they're gonna try something new look riot did 
basically create the whole, you know, free-to-play model. I mean, basically they did. With League of Legends, they're the ones that really made it take off. They learned how to do it. Maybe they're going to have a new model here. Maybe they have a cool battle pass. We get our skins just through the battle pass for the characters, and then everything else is to purchase. I don't know. Um, but I am excited, just like you, Spades, to see what kind of cosmetics we can get um, and, and what, what all is released, right, in that store. What is the store experience in, in Valorant exactly. as we move forward? Well, hey, Taylor, before we get out of here, let's do our favorite part of the show, our match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. All right, Taylor. So I got to ask you, and, I'll, and, and Spades. Spades, I'll start with you, actually. The game's down. We're all, we're all sitting here recording this podcast because, I mean, we don't have anything else to do. The game is offline. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, I think I sat here doing nothing all day. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so what are you going to do for the next five days of your life? Uh, honestly, EFT just wiped. So it's basically a whole new game. Everything started over, and I'm like, I hit up a couple of my buds. I was like, dude, do you guys want a no life escape from Tarkov for the next five days? All and right. we're like, yep, let's do it. I'm, I might have to join you. I haven't played it. I've watched a lot of it, so I might have to try. Taylor, what about you? Oh, man. I, you know, I don't know, because, you know, I, I get on and I play a couple of games of Fortnite, and then I get off, and I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's probably out of the question. It's like you torturing know, I don't know. yourself. You know, it, it, I really am. Uh, it's it's disappointing. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I do know Warzone. I'm going to be playing more Warzone. I need to learn that game. I, I may have an event coming up that I might be casting. So for me, uh, I, I've got to make sure I'm, I'm refreshed, ready to go. And I know the new meta and, and what's going on. So Warzone is pretty much going to be the only thing I'm playing for the next five days. I think I might join you on that. Um, recently, Spades, I actually made the switch from console to PC. Um partially because the damn Taylor here, but like made, made this transfer over. Uh, and so I, I actually with Valorant, so that's how I've learned how to play PC. And uh, so I think I might go play Warzone, maybe something a little, little more active. Oh, Warzone's I've heard is really, really good. Yeah. It is. It is. It's fantastic. It really is. It's a great game. It's, it's well-made. And I, and I hope, I don't know with Call of Duty. You never know. There's not going to be a uh, competitive scene built around it, but because you know, after after this Call of Duty's done, the new one's going to come out, and then this game yep. is going to die off. But I don't know. I, there's a lot of potential there for it to be a great BR. Really, truly is. So we'll see how it uh, continues to grow. Yep. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening again this week. We really do appreciate it. Uh, make sure you go follow Spades on Twitter. It's Spades with two S's. So go check him out uh, and check out all his content, man. Spades, uh, where else can they find you throughout the week? Um, you can find me on Twitch, which is just the OG Spades. Um, on Instagram, I post almost daily. Um, it's just BBG Spades. Um, and those are like kind of like the big places you can find me. Um, if you guys ever want to find out anything I'm really doing, it's going to be on Twitter. Like you said, Spades with two S's. Cool. Awesome, guys. Go check it out. Taylor, it's been fun. Another week. And uh, I can't wait to get back, jump on the game next week. I'm so excited to do it. Uh, and I'm sure we're probably going to do like a launch show. So we'll do a launch show for everybody, I'm sure. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Taylor, we'll see you all next week. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.